In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, how do Macs get malware? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how do Macs get malware? Joining me today to help answer this question is Wes Widener. Wes, how are you? I'm doing great, Tim. So, Macs get malware? Like, how is this possible? Yeah, Macs do get malware, although Apple doesn't really want to admit it. It took Apple getting compromised with a widespread outbreak for Apple to actually care about the security. But um, most recently, there's been some high-profile Macs that are getting targeted. Um, More specifically, the App28 Fancy Bear attack that attacked the uh, DNC. It turns out that there was a Mac malware element to that. You don't really see a whole lot of um, widespread malware that just gets dropped on everybody. But when you do, it's mostly um, adware. Okay, so and that, that's um, so it, it's more. So you're saying it's more like nation state type stuff, and we're not seeing as much criminals. Or are you kind of seeing a trend moving towards more criminal type of activity? Yeah, the um, the criminal activity is mostly opportunistic. There's only been two uh, ransomware attacks for Mac for Macs, um, but more and more it's it's mostly targeted that you hear about. So like the, uh, the Dalai Lama in I think 2012 was attacked. Um, the group that handles his, uh, information security, they, they decided that they'd all get max. And then lo and behold, they were hacked very shortly after that. And I think a lot of it has to do with max are in that space where they're not, they're not really widespread. So anybody who's looking to create a botnet is not going to really be served well by attacking Macs. However, Macs are used by a lot of high-profile targets. So uh, the attacks are a lot – they tend to be a lot more sophisticated when they do happen, but they're not really uncovered. Um, you don't see you don't see like tons of malware coming through. Okay, so what, what got you into Mac malware? So I was running a, um, a malware pipeline for Norse. And we were just getting uh, tons of, of malware in, gigs of malware. And um, out of that, after Norse kind of folded, I wanted to keep on with a Mac malware pipeline to kind of uh, pull it apart, see what's going on. So, And I didn't want to flood myself with just all the malware that's, that's out there. So I decided to specialize just in Mac malware. And with that, I created um, Mac malware manway.io and that's where i just pull off like some interesting malware just just malware as it comes through a feed and most of that ends up being adware but the um, second thing that drew me to mac malware is all of my most of my kids have um, have laptops and like a good geek dad i get them good equipment so that kind of translates to them having um, macbook airs and my daughter was playing Minecraft, and she wanted to do uh, mods for it. And one of the best ways to get malware for almost anything is to go and find intentionally something that will modify other hardware or other software. So it got me wondering, what what could she get into, and what would it actually look like? Would I even be able to tell what a, what an outbreak on a, on a Mac would look like? So that kind of led me down this whole road of looking into – to max and the security that's there and, and what all, what threats are out there, all that. 
So, and you get that makes me think of. So, you're essentially looking for signs that there's a malware. You know, it's pretty obvious with like a Windows machine where the computer's slowing down, or I guess not as much now, but like back in the day, it's like just a bunch of pop ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you, I mean, on Windows, I know where the um, persistence is, I know where uh, I know the register keys and the startup. Uh, places, all of that that'll be modified. I know um, how to open up, um, what was it, the power PowerShell from uh, Sys Internals and look at all mm-hmm. the processes that are running. And I can, I can, you know, you, you develop a sense of what a virus looks like as it's running on a system. But on uh, Macs, uh, well, it, it turns out you can kind of tell there too, but it's uh, it's a little bit more subtle. So we were at we were both at B sides Huntsville recently, um, and you gave a great talk on Mac malware, which is kind of mm-hmm. why I wanted to have you on the podcast because it was uh, it was a really good talk, um, a worm in the apple exploration of Mac malware. Mm-hmm. Um, so what and that kind of went through the history of, of Mac malware. What what is the history of Mac malware? Yeah, so I kind of bolted that on. I, I did the talk first in uh, B sides Augusta, and then I thought. You know, by, based on the reactions that people had, that I needed to go back and really expand on on the history of it because Apple, for the longest time, has been saying that you know Macs don't get PC viruses, and all the way up until 2012, they would say that, and then something happened in 2012 that I argue um, basically was the defining moment of malware for Macs, and it was the um, flashback virus. And that went through and infected 600,000 Mac systems. And in particular, it affected Apple employees. And like I said earlier, that's that's really where Apple really got serious about Mac um, security, not because of the customers necessarily, but because of their own employees were getting uh, targeted. So before that, though, the actual first malware that ever infected an Apple computer wasn't a Mac, but it was the Elk bootloader for the Apple 2GS. So viruses are part of Mac history from way, way back when. And the other notable um, part of the Mac um, malware history is uh, Word and Excel macroviruses. This was way back on the Mac 1, and um, I forget the version number that came shortly after that. But, um, yeah, Word and macroviruses were cross-platform way back and it's interesting that now you're seeing the Word and Excel macroviruses coming back. Um, that was actually what was used in the App 28 Fancy Bear attack. In the in the history of Mac malware, if you took your computer, and even today, if you take your computer to the Genius Bar, they'll largely tell you that um, you should stop browsing porn or you should stop going <laughs> to pirate sites. Because the, the line from Apple is, if you just stick with the App Store, then you'll be fine. And for the most part, that's, that's sort of true. Um, this is also one of the reasons that, um, and I'm not going to go into the whole part of it, but the um, the iPhone tends to be a bit more secure than the Android, mostly because they've locked it down. It's a walled garden. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so the, the history of Mac malware is it's not as prolific. Um, you're, you're talking about maybe two to 300 samples a year versus the hundreds of thousands that you see for Windows. But then again, it's uh, it's less than 10% of, of the computing population. So it's, you shouldn't expect to see that much. 
So, so what do you see the future going forward for Mac malware? Is this going to become more of a problem? Uh, yeah. In, I don't think it's going to be a problem in that, um, that you're going to see like widespread outbreaks or Macs become part of uh, botnets. Because like I said, your pool of Macs to choose or to pull into a botnet is really small, but the more, the more you see companies move to issuing employees Macs and as a general practice, the more higher profile people you see using Macs, the more the attacks will be targeted. So if you're going to like the fancy bear attack, if they wanted to get certain uh, targets in the DNC, well, they're all walking around with their uh, hipster mustaches and everything with, with Macs under their arms. So you need to be able to attack that. And, and so you're seeing, um, two things in the Mac malware world, uh, the viruses are getting more sophisticated and there's a whole lot of history behind uh, what what Macs were based on. The OS X operating system has a rich, rich history. It comes from the next OS um, kernel and, and there's just all kinds of really cool stuff in there. But you also have like 30 years of just cruft that's built up. And so at the beginning of this year, for instance, there was a virus that came out and it turns out it was using um, a flaw that had been in the Mac system for like 10 years and it just had been unnoticed. So you are seeing more and more um, Mac malware, but it's more targeted too. And then the other side of that, you're seeing um, companies that are starting to become more and more intentionally, um, they're becoming more and more intentional about securing Macs that their employees have. So like Yelp came out with a good um, um, forensics tool that they could use to kind of uh, pull out all the memory and all the artifacts and, and look through that. And um, I think there's a, there's a really good talk by a GitHub engineer because most of their employees use Macs as well. Um, so yeah, you're seeing both sides built up. So, and you just mentioned a tool, and that, that was that's a perfect segue into my next question, which is what can people do to protect themselves against malware on Macs? Well, it's kind of weird to say this, but there's a program called Little Snitch that is basically the um, it's a paid firewall for the Mac, which seems kind of weird because the Mac already comes with two different firewalls built into it already, but most of the malware that I've seen for Mac will explicitly look for Little Snitch and refuse to run if it if it sees it. <laughs> it's pretty weird. And then there's um, well, there's also the old standby you could always use or just try to use App Store apps, but that's really unrealistic for yeah. most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that there's that little setting that says don't allow installs from unknown or. or Outside sources, I can't remember the exact terminology, but right. I was trying to install OWASP Zap, OWASP Zap, you know, which is a, the dynamic analyzer, and it was barking at me for that. <laughs> yeah, and if you have to install um, Java or anything, oh. anything that that you know, development-wise, you're probably going to use Brew, which mm -hmm. means that you're probably going to open yourself up to all the side channel attacks. Yeah, the a really good source of open, well, not open source, but free utilities comes from a, a Mac malware researcher by the name of Patrick Wardle, Wardle um, from Objective-C. So he has utilities like Knock Knock and Block Block, and I know that they're not, um, they're not really original, but 
they work really well. So Knock Knock will actually show you all of the persistent applications that are set to start up every time you start your Mac. And Block Block will alert you and, and really get annoying about anything that goes to try to modify system settings. And so, sure, you could kind of click through those and you know shoot yourself in the foot anyway. But I think these are just letting you know what's going on in the background is, is one of the first steps towards security. So with BlockBlock, for instance, um, I installed that on my Mac a while back, and I didn't, I didn't realize that this, um, this pop-up comes up, and it says uh, the shove driver wants to, wants to install or pull down an update and install something. And I thought, great, this means that I've been infected and, and all this other stuff. So I went in to look for it, and it turns out Apple has a background service to silently, automatically update USB drivers on the fly without even asking you. So that was an interesting um, mm-hmm. find there, and that's actually one of the avenues of some some malware's attacks. Yeah, wasn't there some recent stuff about using USB on a Mac to get credentials or something? Oh yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of physical attacks. Um, so one of the one of the consequences of Apple cutting down the number of ports. So a while back, there was the, um, the Thunderbolt direct memory access attack. And cutting down the ports on a Mac really means that they're just combining the functions of these ports. So the USB-C um, ports that are used on iPhone and on the, on the newer Macs, those have the ability to do direct memory access as well. In fact, when the FBI takes um, an iPhone or a, um, a Mac – that's what they'll plug into is whatever the um, either the USB-C or the uh, the display Thunderbolt display, and do a direct memory dump of everything. And that's the only way around that is if you have a boot sector password set and power down your Mac. But how many of us power down our Macs completely, or just have it um, soft locked there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, and actually going back to your first tool, which was Little Snitch, I recently just bought that because, like you mentioned, <laughs> I'd read an article about some malware that that said that it looked, and I, th- I believe it was like malware that's in memory, so it's like even really hard to detect. But if it sees oh, yeah. little, if it sees little snitch in there, it, it's just like nope, not can even bother. Um, I will say that if you get Little Snitch, prepare to configure it. Um, <laughs> right, if you, right. if anyone runs no script, it's no script on steroids. It, it doesn't just do browser. It does absolutely everything, which actually has turned out to be very useful in, um, evaluating different stuff. So we, you know, a couple tools that we're looking to install. It's actually really good for seeing what's talking to what. So it's actually a pretty good, uh, on top of protecting the computer a little more, if you have to do any kind of evaluation for other apps for your organization, it's it's really good. And all I did was just take a screenshot, allow, screenshot, allow, you know, and just kind of map how that app is talking out. And you'll get some pretty interesting stuff just from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, one of the best, one of the first security um, steps is to just know you know, know thyself, know what's going on. <laughs> right, right. So you mentioned the uh, the passwordless or the uh, diskless malware. Um, that that reminds me of the um, the malware that came out right around February eighth. There's a good threat post on it. It's um there's a backdoor utility called 
Empire, E-M-P-Y-R-E. And from what they say on their blog, it's it's based off of E-M-P-I-R-E, which is a, a whole framework for PowerShell exploits. It's kind of like Metasploit, um, but a, a different route. This is through the Python interpreter, which is built into all Macs. Mm-hmm. Um, Empire, though, was actually, it was a proof of concept. People were using it, came out middle of last year. Well, it turns out in the um, the Russia hack that came out in the, the App 28, Empire was used almost wholesale in this malware. So <laughs> it's kind of funny that we're finding researchers' tools. And, and that whole Empire is all in memory um, based off of the macro viruses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, macros are making a comeback, all thanks to getting Microsoft Word and Excel on Macs. I hate <laughs> Yeah, and, and in fact, um, it's funny that – so not only do you get the documents themselves that are infected, but there's another one. So the latest version of ransomware for Mac is based off of um, getting a patcher. It's called the patcher uh, virus, and it's from uh, pirated copies of, of Office – and it'll ask you, do you want to patch, you know, this office or whatever. When you click patch, it'll actually throw up some natural, some built-in alerts from Mac. But if you're already insistent on trying to patch a, a pirated copy of Office, you're probably going to click through it anyway. And mm-hmm. what it'll do is it'll go through and encrypt the whole system and then uh, throw up the whole, you know, pay us ransomware or whatever to, to get it back. Again, a little snitch will help with uh, <laughs> hopefully identifying that. Because you're like, wait, this isn't going to Microsoft or you know whatever pirated thing. This is going somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, that that particular virus, the um, patcher, it explicitly it's another one of those that explicitly looks for little snitch. Okay, well there you have it. <laughs> protection. Get get your uh, little snitch is uh, it's kind of your bouncer of the club, bouncer of your Mac. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting the the number of viruses that explicitly look for that program. Like I said before, it, it's kind of I don't like to really um, pitch any partic- one particular thing, especially if it's a paid product. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you find it in a lot of these viruses, then there's must be something to it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right. So, what resources are available for someone who wants to know more about Mac malware? Well, I have a um, an OS 10 security awesome list. And um, can we get that in the, the show notes? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to work on that list. I, I add to it every now and then, and I welcome any and all contributions. Um, I've got a pretty healthy list there already. And, um, yeah, off of that, there's, there's tons of news sources. Um, there's several really great guys on, on Twitter that, that are sharing things on that. In fact, uh, today there was a public spat on there with one Mac Bauer researcher and, uh, and Silence, um, which is, I think a lot of these attacks are, are overly sophisticated because people leave their, there's so many lower hanging fruit, but it's mm-hmm. nice to know of theoretical vulnerabilities. All right. So, um, Blinks, what, what was the, is your awesome list? Where's that, where's that located at? That's on GitHub. That's, um, GitHub.com slash KAI five two six three four nine nine slash OSX hyphen security hyphen awesome. Okay. And then uh, we'll also have a list of people to follow on Twitter as well mm-hmm. in the show notes. So 
Um, be sure to do that. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't already discussed? Um, well, a lot of what goes – so Max shared the same operating system with, um, with, the, with iOS. So if you're able to find a kernel exploit in your Mac, there's a really good chance that that kernel exploit will translate over into the phone. Now, one reason that you're not seeing a whole lot of um, Mac malware is that they'll save their best work on that, especially kernel exploits, for the, for the phone. And that's where you've got companies out of Israel, like the one that um, ended up selling the FBI the backdoor access to the San Bernardino um, killer's phones. They'll, I mean, uh, those types of exploits go as high as, as half a million dollars. So just like what we saw with the, um, the, the Stuxnet that had several zero days in it, you're not going to find that just being um, spread out all over the web. It's going to be a very targeted thing. So, like uh, last year, we had um, a human rights activist in uh, the UAE, and he was being uh, the the government there actually bought an exploit from the same group that sold the the backdoor access to the San Bernardino um, killers' phones. Um, they bought it just to target that one person. So, my point with all that is. Basic security measures will keep you generally safe, but um, if somebody's determined enough to get into your system, don't don't think that a Mac is inherently more secure than Windows. Truth is, it hasn't really been tried, and there's a lot of hidden um, vulnerabilities that even Apple's not fully aware of. Right. Well, and the good old phishing and, you know. Yeah, just the old standbys. And actually, I would argue that I, I think that more that Mac users – um, we were talking before before the show began that I um, was up in Gatlinburg recently and, and went into a, um, a zipline uh, place. And while we were waiting to get fitted with all of our gear, I was looking around and looking at their uh, security posture. And this was a, a typical hipster store, and they had um, tons of iPhone or um, iPad 1s for their check-in kiosks, and none of their plugins were secured there. And there's a juice jacking attack that's been out for the longest time that all of those would have been susceptible to. And then they had two iMacs that were just sitting there logged in and uh, one of them was playing music and the other's um, there for, for, um, for pulling pictures off and, and getting all that ready. Both of them were logged in completely. And, and I know that the, the people running the store were just thinking, well, you know, Macs are inherently more secure and, and, we don't have that much to worry about. So I think paradoxically, Macs are less safe because of the social um, the social engineering that's been done by Apple to kind of spread that misinformation out there. Right. So there's right. um, there was an ad that I saw recently that so Apple abandoned their whole Macs don't get PC viruses, but they picked up this um, recent thing of they're trying to push the the big giant iPad. The Mac Pro or Mac, uh, what is it? Uh, iPad Pro. The Surface Pro. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's basically like the Surface. But yeah, they're trying to sell that, and they're saying, "Oh, if you get the um, the iPad Pro, it doesn't get PC viruses either." <laughs> and I was actually kind of um, heartened on that when I clicked into it on on Facebook, and there's a ton of um, 
comments there, and a lot of the people there were just kind of rolling their eyes and saying, no, guys, at this point, we've, we're pretty sure that you're just as vulnerable as most of the other systems. Yeah, yeah someone, someone out there is going challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, so what would you like to plug? Um, well, I already plugged my awesome list and uh, Twitter. No, I don't think you didn't. You didn't do yourself for Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Yeah, it's the same crazy string of characters. So, <laughs> uh, Twitter is kai five two six three four nine nine. I'm trying to put together a small business pen testing type of outfit or offering. So, yeah, if you have any suggestions on that, I welcome welcome any feedback. All right, cool. And you've also got a link here for your slide deck from Besides Huntsville, mm-hmm. which I yeah. will put in the show notes. Are you, are you planning to give that talk anywhere else in the near future? I submitted to uh, Knoxville, so I'm going to try to give it there one one more time. This year I was really trying to focus more on getting a CEH certified, but you know what? It's actually just really fun to go around and, and hang out with security people. So. Yeah. <laughs> I can't quit you guys. <laughs> Are you, well, and you'll be at uh, B Size Augusta, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, that's my hometown. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm probably not gonna go back as a speaker this year, but uh, I'm gonna go back and just wander around the halls. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for joining me to discuss how Max get malware. That will do it. Hopefully, you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy at gmail or on Twitter at Timothy D block show notes can be found at Timothy forward slash E I S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one.